It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to the fifth preseason episode of the 2023 NRL Fantasy Amateurs Preseason Team Breakdown Podcast. That was a lot of words. Um, And we are finally rejoined by... Irregular Rob, who was obviously regular on our podcast, but has been fairly uh, absent and irregular, Rob. But, um, mate, that wedding, was it four or five days long? Oh, I think it was six. Yeah, it was a full-on yeah. festival. Um, it sounds no, like an Indian all... wedding. <laughs> that, they'd all come out from the UK, and, the, and there was a lot of um, family and, and, and those kind of engagements. So, no, nah, but ready to, ready to be back, and um, thanks for inviting me back. Austin did an incredible job, so um, power Don't to him. Don't tell him that. <laughs> he, he get his, his ego's big enough already. Can't, Cut that out then. Cut that out. out. Yep. Oh. <laughs> he did a satisfactory and, uh, job. Yeah, yep. five out of ten. Bare minimum level of acceptability. Yeah. Um, <laughs> boys, we're going to talk about the Gold Coast Titans today, speaking of doing the bare minimum acceptable, and... <laughs> Uh, it's an interesting team with lots of color on the page, but not a lot of confidence, I guess, probably is, is you know, maybe that might be their team motto. Uh, <laughs> and starting off with Jaden Campbell at the back, who we assume is going to take the number one jersey. Uh, Ryan, I know you've started looking at Jaden Campbell. Have you made it very far yet? No, not too yet. I only had to the uh, sort of preliminary research sort of period. Um, here's an interesting candidate. Uh, it's, I mean, someone in this, in this back line is going to be a buy, depending on who gets the goal kicking. But, yeah, it's, it's not, too, not too certain it's going to be Campbell, but yeah, it could be. So, I mean, he's probably a couple of points shy of on paper being a buy, but probably one of those really interesting mm. uh, gut feel potential candidates. Um, Rob, do you have a strong sort of feeling either way about Campbell? Yeah, um, we were just discussing this very briefly off here, but I think it is one of those gut feels where you, if you, if you feel strongly about him, I, I'd have no issues with someone starting with him, right? Like he's got some upside, um, and especially if he goal kicks. But it's like he's already priced at forty two, right? Um, yeah, forty one, forty two. So he, he's really going to have to kick on and have quite a good season to be to represent some more value and. I know you've spoken about it already, but there's a lot of um, yeah. other wing fullbacks that represent possibly more value. So, look, you're, mm. if you're getting him, he's he's going to have to be a keeper. So, Yeah, I mean, interestingly, uh, mm. I don't know if you've come across this yet in your research, Ryan. Um, so 2021, we're talking about 71-plus minute uh, fullback games. 2021 played six games, averaged 39.8 with an 83% try scoring rate, uh, but only kicked for about 30 metres per game. Uh, Up to 2022, his average goes from under 40 to 46.9 in those same games, but only with a 22% try scoring rate, which is probably a lot more realistic, but actually does a fair bit more. Well, actually, it's only... 20 more metres of kicking in game. It felt like he kicked more than that. Um, I think if he was to preserve what he did in 2022 and then add some kick metres for the fact that they're going to be more than likely running a Brimson foreign combination, so there should be some kick metres there. I mean, if he can preserve that 47, add a point worth of kicking, you know, 
try scoring rate goes up a little bit, maybe, you know, he could be pushing that 50 average. Yeah, well, that was my uh, projection. I, th- I think it's a, a, a best case sort of projection. I had him at 49, which is the highest out of all of us. Um, and that was sort of my thinking, if he can um, improve on that, because something the Titans have never lacked for is points. You know, they've been one of the leakiest defensive teams over the last couple of years, but, and that's what's kept them out of competing for the finals. But they've always been this team that's in high-scoring affairs for the most part because they can put on points and they've got the talent. Um, again, he's just at that awkward price range where, like, even if he's tickling 50, like, is that going to be enough to be a keeper? It's certainly not enough to be, like, a big cash cap. Um, yeah, he's an, just awkwardly priced, um, but I think he does have some upside there. Yeah, I'm just it's not sure kind of a hard one because, I mean, him. as a rule, I know... Ryan, you and I haven't really spoken too much to Rob about his team um, in its current form, but I'm definitely running a the cheaper the better strategy in my back five, um, and I know you are as well. So yeah. that spending 600k on a guy that isn't a cash cow and isn't a keeper probably flies in the face of that a little bit. And if you were going to do that and look for a guy with upside, you'd probably end up with a Savage or something like that or a Lockie Miller who's 150, 170k cheaper and has sort of the similar potential uh, attacking upside. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So um, interesting fly. He's only 1.2% owned, probably because of that reason that he's not necessarily a great buy. But, uh, Rob, I I don't know if you're up. I know you've been busy. Have you seen the the fastest man on the Gold Coast popping up recently in the last couple of days? I haven't. (laughs) Okay. So his name is Alofiana Khan Pereira. Um, he's a winger um, who apparently is the fastest player in the top 30 for the Titans. Apparently absolutely brained it in reserve grade last year. And, um, yeah, there's some news articles. There was an, uh, something on the TV the other day about um, him preparing to play a lot more first grade this year, which was interesting. Uh, obviously, as a 230K cash cow that fits in that, uh, cheap, cheaper the better <laughs> for the position. Um, Average is 32.5 in reserve grade um, with a 140% try scoring rate. Amazing. So it well, it's not... Yeah, I mean, ideally you want some a little bit more base stats. Uh, 130 metres and 2.3 tackle busts. Um, but yeah, scores 1.4 tries a game on average. So... I mean, he's probably, like you say, Ryan, the Gold Coast never short of points and that 230K beggars really can't be choosers, can they? Yeah, exactly. At that price, you don't really need a whole lot out of him either. You know, just do the bare minimum. Yep. And there's always a couple that show up, right? Uh, right at the last moment when mm-hmm. you think that your team's relatively set and you've you've often got the wrong 230K guys in there. Um, yep. But then one shows up and it might be this fella. But um, you take it, usually. Like, yeah. They, they're gold for your for your fantasy team if you're if you're trying to upgrade other other players. Yeah, you definitely want him sitting in your twenty one, not in your starting yeah. seventeen. Oh yeah, oh um, yeah. But yeah, sitting sitting away in your emergency, slowly putting cash up. Uh, he did pretty well. There was a couple of like six. He's got a negative one in eighty minutes, which is pretty fantastic. Um, the scene. The, oh mate, yeah, that was just a, a shocker. So I think he was negative five. Uh, or something. So yeah, now there's a few negative scores in the in the past. 
Um, but yeah, no, but he's got the upside there as well. So you certainly don't want him in your 17, but plug him in your number 21 and, and cross your fingers for now. Uh, but Ryan, a guy who you probably can plug into your 17 and somebody you have done an article on is a uh, new addition to the team, Aaron Shop, who we think is going to be the goal kicker mm. um, and was already maybe a touch of value even without it. So, I mean, talk us through where you got to with Shop. Yeah. Have you published that article or not yet? Yes. It's published. Yeah, it is. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, no, well, look, oh, this, this one sort of caught me by surprise because I didn't know Shop was a goal kicker, but um, apparently he is. He, he goal kicked in reserve grade. He's never kicked in first grade, but he goal kicked uh, for a few games for the Bulldogs in reserve grade. Um, he was 18 of 25, a strike rate of about 73%, which is basically on par with like Matt Burton, Nico Hines. Um, it was 10% better than what Toby Sexton did last year. So there is some value there. Um, when he initially signed for the Titans back in November, um, Justin Holbrook said, Aaron joins us nice and early in the preseason, allowing him to put in the hard work and to be ready for round one. He's a centre with good size, a good defensive game, and he's also a goal kicker. They are all things that will be valuable to the squad. Um, so with Patrick Herbert obviously gone for the first like half of the season, basically with that um, MCL that turned into an ACL, and also Brian Kelly uh, suspended for the first three games of the year, it would seem pretty likely Shop's going to be there for the start of the year. Um, I think he'll probably lock down. I mean, it's tough to say because normally Kelly was on the left. So, I mean, does Shop slot into the left and then move to the right or does he stay on the right? Because he was playing left centre for the Dogs last year. Um, but even so, like, I think without the goal kicking, he can put up like a 33, 34-point average. Um, the Titans uh, averaged three and a half tries Per, uh, per game last year. So, I mean, if he could kick it, say, 75%, like that's roughly three points um, of value there. So, like, oh, sorry, uh, three goals per game, so six points um, extra you can add there, which gets him close to a 40 average and a 10 points of value. So, I think mm-hmm. in terms of the, uh, you know, 450 and below center options for a guy that could potentially put out a, you know, a 40-point, average it's it's tempting like given that we're you know all running these cheap high volatility guys in the back five to have a guy that could potentially put up you know low-end keeper scores um for the beginning of the year it's it's certainly tempting at the price yeah i mean the other thing to keep in mind he's going to be available through the origin period he's just going to plug away do his stuff and you can luxury upgrade him later um Mm. he's got a fair high floor his worst career score um or worst score last year was 14 which is you know, it's not great, but it's certainly not single digits. Um, but there's a lot of mid twenties and mid thirties without the goal kicking there. So, I mean, that turns into low thirties and low forties, which is what you want. So, um, yeah, he's an option. He's one that I've sort of had in and out, more out than in. Uh, but yeah, definitely someone to keep an eye on. Mm. Uh, assume Bill Sammy's probably going to be the other centre, um, and have Jojo Fafita out on the on the sting, but. Uh, yeah, that's probably going to be the Titans' back five. A lot of pace in that back five uh, outside of shop, but um, defensive prowess maybe not not as much. So, uh, and they got a buy in round five, which is kind of a bit awkward as well. But um, yeah, it's interesting. A couple of interesting options there for the the backs. Um, moving into the halves, there's two guys here. Both we've nominated. Kieran Foran comes into the team. Wasn't a great fantasy scorer last year, but that was playing next to DCE who was pumping out a lot of 
kick meters, whereas obviously we're expecting Foran to need to do a bit more in that department this year. He's priced at 30, 30 uh, and probably has, you know, like, you know, 150 kick meters is five points. So, yeah, in yeah, threes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, I mean... What, what was he kicking for last year? Sorry, I'm just going to pull this up. Uh, 79, 84, yeah. 84 yeah, 70-plus minute games, 84, 86 kick metres on average, 15% of the share. So you have to imagine that goes up to 200. So that's probably four points, takes him it to 34. But, I mean, outside of that, not necessarily something that I want to be investing a lot of my emotional well-being into Kieran Four and being on my fantasy team. Rob, what do you think? How old is he now? Probably too old. I think it's just one of those ones where he's never succeeded outside of the manly system. And you just, I'm just not, I'm not going to spend money on it until I know that he's doing well and there's just better halves. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Ryan, do you. Surely his dad, can dad can buy him some the... points, surely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mate, think he runs. He's got the, silver, Zealand, he's got the silver spoon in his mouth, too. Yeah. His dad runs out New Zealand. National carrier. <laughs> surely yeah. he can. Oh, really? He can get some flybys or, you know, something. Yeah, his dad runs out in New Zealand. Kieran Forrest's dad. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I Fun fact of the that. day. Fun facts yeah. with Ryan. Yeah. Perfect. Um, much more interesting is his halves partner, AJ Brimson. Ryan, you're a bit skeptical on Brimson, but we've uh, had a bit of a look. I think it was intern Austin. Oh, sorry. Intern James did the initial article where he was sort of indicating that maybe he thought that he had three or four points of value potentially. Uh, but I actually am pretty keen on Brimson. In in the games from round 10 onwards last year, uh, playing in the halves for nine games, he averaged 54 and with only 65 kick metres. So he did have a seven tries in those nine games. But, I mean, even if you take out a little bit of that and add some kick metres, they'll sort of, you know, neutralise each other. Also, interestingly, in games he's played in the spine with Jaden Campbell, he averages 51, um, which is five points of value and makes him a keeper. So I guess on the other side of that argument, what's your hesitation with starting with Brimson, Ryan? I mean, you say sceptical. I've still got him at a 48, so there's still value there. I I just don't – I can't push him up to where you've got him, Um, especially, like you say, like that try scoring rate over that time, I I think – we generally know who Brimson is at this stage. I, I just can't see him pushing up into into that range. Like you also look at how many tries he was racking up over that time, and I don't know how many more kick meters he's actually going to collect between Four and and Campbell. Like I can definitely see Campbell chipping in with a fair few kick meters out the back um, for what three points cheaper. I, I just I would rather take a punt on Campbell than I would with Brimson. I, like. I can see both of them touching 50. Um, I'd just probably rather go over the one that's cheaper. Yeah, well, I mean, if that's the argument that you're using, it's, yeah, 60 something thousand dollars to get a similar, you know, output. That makes a lot of sense. So you might have, you might have converted me, mate. I might be, uh, I might be on Team Campbell instead of Team Brimson. I don't know. Oh, wow. So you think Brimson's going to be a keeper, though? Is that, is that your argument, Ryan, that you, you don't think he will? And therefore, there's no point. Starting with him? Well, well, like I've got him at 48. So, I mean, is that mm-hmm. a keeper? Is, is that going to be a keeper wing fullback? I, I don't know. Like we've got – who are the wing fullbacks? We've got Teddy, Latrell. Latrell. So, I mean, he third might be. be. Third he could be, be anyone. 
You got Pappenhausen, Turbo, Brinsman, and maybe. Yeah, mm. there's no clear third best. No, no I, I, agree. Not, I think there's going to be someone like this that is going to be, you know, like, like I don't know, maybe like Latrell last year where, where someone kind of slips under the radar. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure, but I'm just thinking like I'd probably rather start with Brimson than Jaden Campbell just for the, I don't know, it's, it might just be name recognition at this point, which isn't the best way to start a team. But I think yeah. he's. I think he's got the tools to be able to be in the top five at wing fullback. Which is which well, just seems like a tricky position this year. The other mm. thing to keep in mind, so there's one for each in each column. So Brimson's dual and Campbell's not. Yeah. Um, not that you want to have Brimson in your halves, but shit happens sometimes. Yeah. Um, but Campbell's definitely not going to be playing Origin, and Brimson is definitely yeah. going to be in the mix. So and that's a good point yeah. as well. It's probably going to be Brimson or Ponga in the number one. I have to imagine. So and Brimson's yeah. a Brimson's a candidate to play center or fourteen too, unlike Ponga. Yeah, yeah. No, um, well, you know, it's going to be going to be the old double North Queensland Hamaso uh, Holmes center pairing. You'd have to imagine for Queensland. Yeah, I mean, Don't you never you know what happens with injuries. You mean do- you mean Dolphins? Oh no, you can't have Valentine Holmes the Dolphins. Come on. Now. No, no, I mean Hamaso. Uh, Hamaso. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's mate, no, but he was. He's from North Queensland. Yeah, just because yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you take him to Redcliffe. Redcliffe's uh, based in so, North Queensland anyway. Centers last year were Val and Gagai. Oh, Gagai. Yeah, that's right. No, he's not going to drop out. So, no. Um, yeah, no. I'm I'm interested. I think it definitely could be one of these two Titans guys that is the third, the third one. And I mean, you know, Campbell is cheaper, doesn't play Origin. Uh, it's probably the smarter pick, um, but less base stats because you know, no defense. So, mm-hmm. one for the one for the. Uh, to look back on and for us at the end of the year to work out who it actually was. <laughs> uh, now, the uh, moving into the, the balance of the spine, Sam Verrills comes over, probably not fantasy relevant. Um, you know, we've got him. He's starting at 600 and something thousand already, so not really that interesting. Um, the forward, you know, front row rotation of, Fotoaka and Tino, um, a few people wanting to have a nibble at Fotoaka, but you know, I was one of the original, I was one of the OG Fotoaka supporters. <laughs> you I were. just think we've we've seen him now, and I think he performs better. Or, or it seems like a Holbrook doesn't have any interest in playing him longer than like forty five minutes. So, um, and I mean, Tino is going to play big minutes, but the really interesting guy and the one I want to talk about is Aaron Clark. Uh, who uh, I thought did his ACL, but it was actually only a meniscus injury. So he's going to be there for the full preseason. Uh, he played five games at lock last year uh, and averaged 52 point, sorry, four games at lock, averaging 56.5 minutes for 52.75 points. No tries, just repeatable stats. Uh, he played a couple of extra games off the interchange in that similar role in the middle of the field. Gets him up to seven games at 51.7 average in 51.9 minutes, so just under a PPM. Uh, looking at this Titans team, Atino is probably going to play 60 minutes. Fodewake is going to play 45. Seems like maybe Isaac Liu's on the way out, um, which means there is 
a lot of minutes that need to be played by somebody in the middle of the field, and it's going to be Aaron Clark. Uh, and I actually really like him to be – he's my hooker at the moment. He's only 3% owned. He should be 33% and just seems like an absolute no-brainer selection for your uh, your fantasy team, boys. What do you think, Rob? Did you uh, get a chance to have a look at Aaron Clark yet? Yeah, I've got no notes, mate. I read I read through your article um, today, actually, and um, no, it's all it's all it all makes complete sense to me. Um, I, I don't know what's actually happened with Isaac Liu. I don't know if it's officially happened yet. Nothing official. Um, but if he if you take him out of the equation, like you're looking at a bench of Boyd, Stimson, Joliffe, McIntyre, or some 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 combination of that, which is pretty disgusting. So. Um, I, there's I, Joe Vuna floating around, who I think maybe might might end up in there somewhere. But oh, is he I an ex warrior as well? Yes, he is. Yeah, he was. He's no good. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, he was so, in the like Titans that uh, documentary that came out. Oh, yep, yep. Um, what good? Uh, he seemed really likable. So, oh no, he's yeah, he's lovely, lovely man. But I like if you now. Nah, I guess if you leave the Warriors, you might go on for greater things. That's happened before. Yeah. But yeah, to many many people. Look, <laughs> this is not an anti-Warriors podcast. Don't bring them up, Rob. What are you doing? Yeah, my, my apologies. Yeah, I've got a solution to the problem. Are you ready, Ryan? I'm ready. Hit me. Toby Sexton off the bench in the middle. Oh. It, well, playing lock, doing the Jackson Hastings. Yeah, yeah, mate. He's ready. Ooh. Benji Marshall. Ooh, sp- spicy. Yeah. Well, you know, because his eyes are so close together... It means that he can focus on the target mm. in defense. Yeah, he should, maybe they should play in the middle. Yeah, he's playing too wide. Yeah, that's his problem at half. He had to look too much of the field versus the middle. He can keep it narrow, straight down the narrow in the middle. No Just peripheral vision to speak make, of. Make, make your tackles, <laughs> do your hit ups, and get off. 10, ten, ten vision. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> nah. Yeah, nah, so that's that's my solution. But in all seriousness, um, there is a lot of minutes that need to be played by Tino and Aaron Clark. So yes. if you don't have Aaron Clark in your team, go to your team right now, get rid of somebody and put Aaron Clark in there instead. Who do so, people have at Hooker if they don't have Aaron Clark? This is my oh, Brandon question. Smith is, is it, like 40, yeah, 43% right. owned. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm pretty sure, well, Reed Marnie's in 10% of teams. Um, Harry Grant is in 15. Sonny, Sonny Luke and Mitch Kenny oh, as well. Are quite high. Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can understand the Mitch Kenny. Um, we'll talk about him in a later episode. I can get that one, but um, yeah. Nah, Who's um, Rua Natikora? I, I don't know, mate. You tell me. He, it sounds like he's, he's in, in the Warriors. 8% of teams. Yeah. I don't think he's in the Warriors. I've not heard of him. He's the Tigers. He plays for the Tigers. Yeah. Um, Right. He's got a sick mullet if you, if you Google him. Oh, yeah. Well, no, Sounds like an autofill. Yeah, yeah, autofill. J- well, Jaden Burrell, who has no chance of playing NRL ever again, uh, is in 9% of teams. So as far <laughs> as I'm concerned, yeah. It's the, the Obviously, the hooker spot's being taken up. There's, a, there's, a, there's a, a small army of Josh Hodgson fans floating around as well. So, yeah. But no, it should be Aaron Clark. If Aaron <laughs> Clark's not your starting hooker, go back and fix that. That should be the yep. first, first thing. Now... Yep. Edge back guarantee. Per, Peralta guarantee. Uh, <laughs> um, edge edge back row, both four more. Average 51 last year um, or somewhere thereabouts. Did really well. Not somebody you want to start with. Um, but David, the mercurial David Fafida is <laughs> just, like, I honestly, like, I've, I've, you know, 
Old uh, Bill Ant has uh, come up with some excuse that he reckons his computer's broken, so he can't do the David Fafita article. So um, <laughs> now I have to do it, uh, and I just don't know. I don't really know where to start. Um, I mean, you look at his. He's played two games at centre, one at lock, 29 off the bench, and 61 at back row in his career to date. Uh, if you only isolate his back row starts out, his average by year, 36, 49, 51, 63, 52. So outside of PVL ball, his try-scoring rates in the, you know, 30 to 40% range, which is fine. Um, it's just the attacking stats go from 20 to 22 a game up to 33 a game, which is the difference in the average, and it was only in the PVL year. His attacking stats go 20, 20, 33, 22. So I have to imagine it's going to be more the 22 to 20, and I just don't really know. Like, I mean, he averaged 70 minutes last year, which is, like, that's not a low amount of minutes at back row. So I think maybe he's a trap is this maybe the short version of what I'm, what I'm thinking. Oh. Hmm. I'm confused. Ryan, I'm I think trying to you're, figure out. You're pretty high on, on him, right? And I know you started with oh. him last year. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what, what the go is because I'm assuming Mark's looking at um, Fantasy Pro. Yes. And then, so Fantasy Pro's, yeah, got him at averaging 52 in his back row starts, but then Footy Stats has him averaging 57 last year in his back row starts. So I'm, I'm not sure what the discrepancy is. Oh, have you put minutes uh-huh. over or something, Mark? Uh, no, I haven't. I've only just done back row. Hmm. Um, maybe it's take. Oh, you know what it is? I reckon it's factoring in like an Origin game or something like that. No, it's not. No, oh, no it's, I've it's got not. a forty-one. I've got a couple of. I've got the forty-one, forty-eight minute games in there. Uh, right. Isolated so them out. No, so in round twelve and sixteen, Fantasy Pro's got him in as a back row start, but he actually came off the bench. Mm. Right, he came off the bench okay. and played fifty minutes. Right, okay. Right. So, yeah, that's the discrepancy. Okay. Yeah. So, um, if we were to say that he's going to play at least 50 minutes a game, which seems pretty obvious, that brings him up mm. to 75. You know, even if we don't, you know, if we just include the internet interchange in the lock start, 75 minutes, 55 points. What's he priced at? 52 something? Yeah, about that, 52. 53. Yeah, yeah, I just I don't know if I trust it. Hey, no, well that's the thing. Um, like we know what Fafita is. If he is playing eighty minutes um, off the bat, then I, I think there's close to six points of value here. Like he could easily be averaging in the high fifties. Um, like if you just look at his eighty minutes start or his plus seventy minutes starts last year, he averaged sixty two. So, like in the back row, that is not including the center game, obviously, but uh, there, there is value there if he is playing 80. It's just with this Holbrook, what we've seen from him and Holbrook, you just can't rely on him to be playing 80 every single week. Um, I mean, the hope is there if, like, if we do have this Liu moves on and we have this sort of, you know, ragtag Titans bench, the hope is there that he is playing 80, but. <sighs> I mean, it's a punt. If it if it come if it pays off, he's playing eighty. He looks good. You've got yourself a genuine guy and a captaincy option. Um, but yeah, from what we've seen in recent years, it's it, it feels like a it's almost like paying the amount he's hurt us in recent years. Yeah, well, I guess 
here's the point, right? Okay, so you can have David Fafida, or for 40k less, you can have, or 30k less, you can have Ruben Cotter. Mm. You know, you've got to take Ruben Cotter in that scenario. Totally. And then, like... I think it's the, yeah. it's the floor ceiling, isn't it? Like, Fafida is going to get you 70s and 80s and 30s and 40s, whereas yeah. Cotter is going to get you, like, mid to high 50s. Every, every single week, 50, yeah. 56, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every week, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think it, there's value in that. Oh, absolutely, mate. And, I mean, it depends what your team structure is at the end of the day and and how much faith you have in David Fafita and Justin Hol- Holbrook being able to come to a consistent thing in minutes. He's basically Ricky Stewart. I mean, that's the other thing is David, they're talking about getting David Fafita over to the Raiders, which would be even worse. <laughs> So no. yeah, I just I don't I, I I'm I like as a rule I think I'm just off David Fafita until further notice, and I don't want until, to be because I like him. It's usually until a time you can buy him though, right? Where he's he's cheap enough to take the gamble, like because he's lot yeah. he's had a string of bad scores or he's got suspended or injured or something. And I'm much more it's just much more attractive to me to get him after that than it is to start with him. Mm. Yeah, round five high. Is probably a good thing. We're like first four weeks, eyeball yeah. it. If he looks good, you know you're looking at round five against round six against the dragons as a, you know you want to get him in by then. I, I could definitely see myself repeating last year, getting a rush of blood and just getting him in before kickoff, <laughs> like the final Friday. Because <laughs> you absolutely did that last year. I'd seen your team oh, all off season, and then I was like, oh, Ryan's starting with Fafita. Bring it on. <laughs> and then I sold him just in time was- for Mark to buy him before he moved to center. Oh man, he is incredibly yeah, just, fun to own, but it's, he's also incredibly frustrating. So I'm just I'm off him until further notice. Yeah, it's a that's home run hit or a strikeout. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Correct. Pick one. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a lot. It's like Pangai Junior, except you're paying like almost two hundred grand more. <laughs> it's just stress. I much prefer the Isaiah Yos of the world now. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Even like Hamole, like I like I like Hamole. I really like Hamole. Yeah, which we obviously we'll touch it touch on him in our next episode. But um, yeah, no big yeah, like someone like that. Even I'd probably look at no too much stress for me. I think. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, boys. Any other Titans information chats we want to talk about? Uh, no. I don't think so. We've spent plenty of time on what the the edge, sorry, what the bench looks like, but we'll know that before the end. Um, And that will depend on how high we want to put all their middle forwards, really. Mm. I really wish they'd just give Fodawaka 50 minutes a game. Yeah, but they won't. Yeah, he'd be a jet. He's um, a good PPM guy. Is there any value in Tino? He had like a... You know, thirty-minute game after Origin last year. A couple of like games off the bench. If he's playing um, sixty minutes, is there is there any value yeah. there? Well, if you have a look at Tino's, uh, let's go to his just fifty-five plus minute games, front row, interchange, and lock um, by year. Uh, actually, scored way better last year. Um, mm. So 51 and 47 or 52 and 47, the 2020, 2021. And then 16 games 
at uh, 54.7 average in 64 minutes. Um, and, I mean, that is absolutely repeatable, but he's kind of already fairly expensive. Mm, it's probably like three points. Yeah. And he's definitely going to play Origin plus the round five by, you know, and, and yeah. yeah. Yep. Worth a conversation, but probably not worth a buy, I'd suggest. Yeah, maybe later in the year, but yeah, yeah. not starting. He's very good. He's very good, and he's fun to own as well. But mm. yeah, he certainly he certainly improved since we were like you know one of the red hot against him when everyone else was on him a couple of years ago. He certainly improved since then. Oh, hundred percent, mate. I yeah, think he's just a different player. Yeah, he's just re- real life good and not necessarily fantasy good. I, th- I think because he he's kind of on average, and yeah, yeah, he's the kind of guy that if you were a Titans fan, you'd be stoked with him, but. Don't necessarily want him on your team. Yeah, he's yeah. There's definitely a few of those guys getting around that just like they they are way better than what their fantasy scoring would dictate. Yeah, um, he's so yeah. good to watch, Tino. Yeah, no, he's good. He's a good good gimpy boy, mate. Country country Queensland. That's where they breed the best football players. Beauty. All right, guys, I reckon that'll do us. Thank you very much for joining. I hope you got some good information, and just remember to make sure that you buy Aaron Clark. Uh, Thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you next time. Love you guys.